0: Greetings from the Athletics Recreation Center. A few pre-pod announcements for you. Children are to be under the supervision of a parent or guardian at all times. Valparaiso University is a smoke-free campus. Please refrain from using tobacco products anywhere on university property. We thank you for your cooperation. And now your hosts, from Las Vegas, Nevada, Parker Gatewood, and from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, Paul Oren. Welcome to Union Street Hoops.
1: Greetings and welcome to the post-mortem Purdue edition of Union Street Hoops. I'm your host, Paul Oren. Valpo fans are are rappelling down the down the cliff right now uh, after their first loss of the year. And so I thought, what better way to celebrate the first loss of the year than to come on back from West Lafayette, where Valpo lost 80-50 to 50 to Purdue, and to sit down with two of my guys from the Northwest Indiana Times, Jim Peters and CJ Peters, to... Pretty big Purdue fans <laughs> who are also pretty big Cincinnati Bengals fans. So they needed something this week. <laughs> and I'm happy to have Jim Peters and CJ Peters here. Guys, uh, first of all, let's let's rewind six hours. Um, you guys, I mean, JP, you went to Purdue, right? I mean, you, yeah. you feel some love for that place. Oh, yeah. CJ, you feel some love for that place. Take me back before the game started how much crow is out there for Purdue fans if Valpa would have pulled this off? I didn't
0: say a word all week. Okay. And and is <laughs> that is that Notre Dame losing to what, Ball State? Yeah. Um, of course earlier in the year, Indiana State and Indiana. What was the other upset? Loyola up just Loyola. beat Florida. <laughs> yeah. So it's almost like there's there's stars aligning here and there was talk going back to last week. Purdue's coming out of this really hard Stretch of games, starting the Big Ten, and all going back all the way to the Bahamas, and um, was this going to be a trap game, a letdown game? Uh, you maybe you weren't going to have as big of a big of a crowd. Um, you know the fact that Valpo was was eight and zero, kind of a mystery. So there, you know, Purdue seemed to be due for a little bit of an emotional letdown, and maybe Mackey was due for a little bit of an emotional letdown. So I. You know, I, I know how karma works on social media, so i w- i was I was keeping it pretty low key because i you know, i didn 't know that much about Valpo other than other than what the record was, so I, you know you, you, you're eight no to an extent i don 't care who you 're beating okay yeah. so c j let me
1: ask you uh, your father 's older than you are, obviously, and by <laughs> definition probably a bit more pessimistic. What were you thinking going into the game?
2: I was kind of on the same boat as him, honestly, because I thought it was a little trapish, to be honest, because we had just played what Maryland, Northwestern. Yeah. and Um, there's another Louisville. Game. Louisville, Louisville yeah. 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 So it's those are. It, was, three it was more of a
1: tra- coming out of a trap because yeah.
2: then, then you're going, then you're playing midweek against
1: IUPUI like, is next, and yeah. then and then Butler, then the big yeah. one, which you can't lose to Butler in the right. Crossroads Classic.
0: And Valpo was well rested. No, yeah. Hadn't played in what in, well, days. Over nine, a week, nine days, right? nine days, yeah. And there and, seemed to be a lot of elements there that, you know, and just being quick to the ledge yeah. type of fandom, as as anybody who when they lost to Tennessee in Western Kentucky and the yeah. the rant I I went on <laughs> after after that, um, yeah. So it, it, there it, it was. Uh, it, It's college basketball. I mean, you just... Improbable stuff would happen this
2: week. The other games, the other... Florida. Yeah, those... I think that really put them on... I think Vince Edwards might have said something. He did. He did. That just being on on alert... Like, you weren't on alert anyways, but more so on alert.
0: Games happening on their home – losing yeah. on
2: their home court.
0: Yeah, yeah, know, yeah. At so, Florida, at Bloomington, in South
1: Bend. So so, so, so you guys came at it from, from, yeah, obviously the Purdue side of thing. I cover Valpo and have watched a lot of their games. And and I was telling people all week, Valpo's 8-0. And I said this on the, the last episode of the podcast, Valpo's 8-0. And, and no one really knows if they're any good or not. Right. You know, because, again – JP, as you said, you didn't know a lot about Valpo. You saw they were 8-0, and you figure if you're 8-0, you're pretty good. But sure. two of those wins were against non-D1s, and SIU Edwardsville is another one. And then right. you got Samford and Southeast Louisiana, and I don't even know where those places are, yep. let alone. I mean, it <laughs> says Southeast Louisiana in the title. <laughs> yeah, I still, right. still couldn't find it on, the it on a map. Right? Uh on map. And then, you know, Kent State, Wilmington, okay, those yeah. were neutral site games. They're good. Utah State looked like a good win, but right. but they were down like three of their players. So it's like... Okay, is Valpo good? And, but but I'll, I'll say this. I still didn't think that we would know that after the game against Purdue because I figured yeah. that Purdue, while you guys maybe looked at it trap game or whatever, I look at it like Valpo's 3-44 their last time, the last 47 yeah. times they've played high major opponents on the road. Whatever whatever this is, and I granted, you know, probably all 47 of those games don't matter to this one because it was different players, right. different coach, all of that. It just the history tells you that Valpo cannot go into another gym and and we get the win. And then the game started and Purdue looked awful oh, yeah. in the first yeah. five minutes it, of the game. They looked make a shot. They yeah. couldn't make a shot. Yeah. And but then I also told people this week that I thought that Valpo would turn the ball over because they've turned the yeah. ball over mm-hmm. against Southeast Louisiana and yeah. teams like that. Yeah. And uh, so, what do you guys think when you see the first five possessions of the game? Valpo scores once and then turns it over four straight times. I mean, is it does it click there that maybe everything is going to be okay?
0: I thought easier certainly in retrospect, but I thought that was a golden opportunity for Valpo to really kind of turn the screws a little bit or to put the, you know some pressure on Purdue because you know you you they got yeah I think well, I think they had one shot at the point in time when Purdue was one for eight because they came down and turned it over, like, I think five yeah. times in a row. And yeah, they had a chance reasonably to get up, you know, a couple, three possessions, and you know, you get a little confidence going, you're kind of feeling like maybe you're playing with house money anyway, and then it's a no-win situation for the home team, because if they don't win by 30, then it's like, well, you should have blown this team out, and you know, God forbid you lose to them, or it's even a close game, so um, a little pressure there early that the you know, Valpo could have applied, but you know, couldn't take advantage of it. And then the, you know, then the snowball really just started to just started to the build there. Yeah, it was uh,
1: the first seven and a half minutes. It was a tight game, and it wasn't yeah. until Harms hit two free throws with twelve thirteen left in the first half that Purdue took the lead for good. So so Valpo showed they could play with them, but then. Uh, it just uh it, it didn't it didn't go their way. And even so, I mean, it, Valpo cut it to 15-12 with eight, 803 left. So, for a good, you know, you know, 30% of the game, it was uh it was tight, you know. And then uh and then uh, you know, CJ, you like the Purdue team. Is is there a player that that you thought could really do well against Valpo tonight or was there a guy that as you, as you watched, you said this is the reason why it's so easy for Purdue tonight?
2: Um probably Probably Matthias because I knew he could probably take away. Was it Walker their leading scorer? Yeah, yeah, and Walker
1: yeah. four of twelve, ten yeah. points.
2: I was like Car- Carson's going to be Carson. He's going to get his shots, but Dakota's such an impact on both ends that I think if he can, I think he had a couple three. Couple three pointers, yeah. three assists as well. Had yeah. had one so of just, the seven just, steals. He just does so much. I think you just. I knew he would be a different um, matchup for Walker than probably what he's face so far yeah
1: and you know and then joe burton got his and and the talk and the drive down that i have is that joe burton has struggled he's the high high major transfer from oklahoma state he was a former top 100 recruit he's averaged 2.6 points in his last three games but i thought that he's the kind of player that maybe when you get up against you know i mean iron sharpens iron kind of thing if you get to a big game he's faced that kind of that might Yeah. yeah i mean he hasn't is he going to get jacked about going up against the Kent States of the world when right. he's played the Kansases of the world? Right, and right. so I thought he – I mean, he played, took 16 shots, took more shots than anybody else, yeah. but, but he, he gained 19 points and, and six or seven from the free-throw line. Um, you know, I I want to go back, JP, something you said about, you know, there's, there's the nervousness of, like, if, it's, if you don't win by 30, it's a danger um, – this is one of the unique questions. You know, I think Valpo there's a, there's different tiers of of teams in Indiana. You've got your Notre Dame, your IU and your Purdue that are kind of at the top. Yeah. And I think Butler wants to be in that group, yeah. and I don't really know that they are, but they're they're certainly one B, I guess. Yeah, they're pretty close. Yeah. And then Valpo is at the top of this kind of second tier, but but the second tier is is good enough that they don't get played on a regular basis. Then you get the third tier of maybe your Evansville's or yeah. your you know, your teams that are down at the bottom Indiana State yeah. who IU had no problem playing until they <laughs> lost. <laughs> you know. Last year they played IU played Fort Wayne and yeah, they I lost. Cost, yeah. And I hope you enjoyed my uh, 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 Purdue yeah. is not gonna unlike right, Indiana, yeah. Purdue is not but, <laughs> but is is does a game against Valpo do any good for Purdue? Is it is it all risk, no reward kind of thing? It's uh.
0: There's from not, a fan perspective here. I, there's not a lot of reward to it unless Valpo wins the the Missouri Valley, and you know better than me what their chances are are there. But I, it's one of those games where yeah, you like just, you're supposed to win. Oh right? yeah, it's like okay. I mean, all right. Well, you did what you were supposed to do. Uh, then, but we I, we talked about it and said um, if it if it's within twenty then Valpo can, you know, kind of manipulate the conversation to make it sound like there was a decent takeaway. Whereas if it was Purdue, it's like, well, well, what did, what did you do? Yeah, they were, you know, all that. But I just don't, uh, it's tough, especially, especially at home. Yeah, because you're, you know, they've been up here. It's like, you go anywhere on the road and when you know it's tough I mean I don't care you get in you get in a foreign gym with uh you know a hostile crowd or or whatever you know it, it's tough but I you know anything short of that I you know it wasn't there wasn't a great opportunity tonight other than to I mean you just show some maturity and show some the experience of a veteran team and not plateauing and not falling into the you know maybe the lull that that got you in the West, maybe the Western Kentucky game, because that yeah. was the parallel I was hearing that the Matt Painter had used said, "What well, Valpo's yeah, kind of yeah. reminds me of Western Kentucky and in, in what they're able to do." So yeah, sh- short of that, I mean, you know, they you know they you know showed you know just some consistency there and in the big picture, I you mean, know, you know that that factors into it on on selection day where uh, you know just consistency of a team if you got quality wins and quality your losses or or bad losses I mean you certainly want to you you don't want (laughs) to stack up that bad loss column
1: CJ would you rather have Purdue play teams like Valpo or teams like Fairfield and Chicago State teams that I mean are clearly not going to challenge Purdue at all and I and look Valpo didn't challenge Purdue tonight either
2: I think they need well I don't know if they need but it probably helps having a couple of those I guess quote-unquote cupcakes like Fairfield and Chicago State just to kind of Get your legs and stuff like that, but I think playing Valpo is really, really good for them. Or playing that conference in general is really good for them, because I mean it's not it's not a huge step down in competition. And it's I think last year if they played Valpo, I think last year's Valpo team would give would have gave Purdue some trouble because Peters was the oh, type yeah. Peters was the type of guy that would like the Mo Wagner on Michigan yeah. who can step yeah. out and, and do just about everything. He would have gave. Uh, swanigan trouble even because he can just do so much but and i don't think
1: there's any i don't think there's any surprise that valpo got on Purdue's schedule this year and not last year and that seems right. to be that that seems to be kind sure. of the. that seems to be kind of the curse and that that takes yeah. me to a point that i want to make is that you know a lot of people are like you know you purdue fans and and not really just purdue fans but power five fans mm-hmm. when they look at a team like valpo yeah Every time you can point to it, you can say, "Well, yeah, but Purdue beats Valpo all the time." It's mm-hmm. like, "Well, yes, you know," right. and they're now sixteen and one on the court and fifteen mm-hmm. and two in the official NCAA <laughs> records. Uh, so, it's a ridiculous stat. But, uh, anyways, the po- the point is, is that Darn new um, Luther Clay, <laughs> two point eight minutes a game or yeah, whatever it was right, that year yeah. twenty five oh, years ago. Well,
0: that was a, that was a dark that was a dark time. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm but, twitching nervously. <laughs> <laughs> the point is, for Valpo,
1: like. Valpo, when they get to play Purdue, they get to play them in years that Purdue knows they should win by, you know, and and it's like, and yeah, they would have probably given them a run last year with Peters, but that's, you know, so they didn't get that one. They got Alabama instead and they got BYU instead and and all of that. Um, The interesting thing here about this this game is I think there's so many Valpo fans that are, like I told you, hanging off the ledge right now. Mm -hmm. I don't know what Valpo fans expected to see, Tonight against Purdue, I don't like. I think if anyone legitimately thought that valpa was going to go in there and win, they were fooling themselves. Well,
0: I saw uh, I, there was there was a Twitter poll, and I don't know if you want to give you know you know what I <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I, I no okay you know that's fine. There there were yeah. a couple Twitter polls yeah. out there. The one say. the one I I voted in Oz had uh, <laughs> in the last I checked had thirty one percent saying Valparaiso was going to win. So and I. Um, I really better so there was a segment out there, you know, at least, you know, practically a third of whatever number of people what, what, is, on it what that is that quote better? They were going to win. So that quote better better to keep your mouth
1: shut and be thought a fool than <laughs> right. to open your mouth and, <laughs> and no to, I just, yeah I just didn't think there was a chance that Valpo could win this game going in yeah. and, and and that's because I've seen them I've seen them play a team like I don't remember which one it was I think Southeast Louisiana where they had three assists yeah. and sixteen turnovers I yeah. just Valpo has yet to develop a method of getting easy baskets and that was against. Shadow defenders, yeah. so to speak, compared to what Isaac haas is
0: showing and you know, Dakota Matthias, and he was a smart enough coach. He saw the um, you, know, you know coach can see things happen and in, in a win that that worry. I mean that's what makes a good coach, and I, I think Matts or a, 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 both Matts are, are good coaches. I just think that he he realized in them winning. That there were things happening that were going to work against them in games like this, where you know whether it was a uh, you know not being able to hit a jump shot or him turning turnovers. That the the, um, the inability to hit you know open shots was re- really what yeah. what I noticed because that's they they, they had some nice yeah, bigs they just couldn't hit open jump I, shots.
2: I, that's why I wasn't too like I knew it was a trap game in, in the sense of everything yeah, else but, emotionally. But yeah. the teams Purdue loses to in in the tournament are. And, and trap games like that, are teams that are gonna have someone just fill it up for like eight threes or something. Yeah, yeah. and right. there and there's Valpo. Yeah. I don't even think it's hit eight yeah, threes or, yet or this or year. who or who takes? And I knew Valpo had, had been turning over the ball a little bit. Yeah, yeah, and I knew that obviously wasn't gonna help them. But yeah. they were gonna need someone to get hot, real hot. Yeah, to win there. And that's, I, I didn't see a guy that was just gonna start raining threes or anything. Um, but,
1: and, and so so I'll end with this thought. Um, so Nice watch, uh, by the way Thank you, thank you, thank <laughs> you very much <laughs> uh, so This is a Christmas gift from my brother a couple years oh, ago outstanding. Uh, uh, Merry Christmas, everybody I' um, like a slug sitting here As I often do <laughs> uh, So no, th- this is what I'll say I, There's a lot of Valpo fans right now who are, you know, or, or people you know, not even, not even just Valpo fans but people in general who are like, oh, well, well no, Valpo proved they can't play with Purdue I don't know that anyone was saying they could, you yeah. know? Like, I don't I don't think that's an. This is the tough part about, like, where Valpo ranks in the hierarchy of Indiana basketball. Yeah. Because Valpo is not on the level of Notre Dame or Purdue or IU. They don't have the budget that those schools right. have. They don't have the resources those schools have. Right. They're a very good mid-major basketball team. They're supposed to lose. They're maybe not supposed to lose by 30. Right. But, like... You know, so many people are like, "Oh, I told you Valpo was garbage." No, Valpo just lost to a top 20 team on right. the road, right? right. Like, yeah. if they lose by 30 at Ball State, yeah. we can have the garbage conversation, uh, yeah. right?
0: Yeah, you gotta I, you know take a couple steps back and wait and see what happens Saturday night because we clearly know Ball State now. Is is pretty good. Yeah, yeah. And they, how how is Western too?
1: Yeah, so Valpo actually yeah. Saturday afternoon Valpo play. So they even got a quicker yeah. turnaround. They play Saturday afternoon one o'clock at Ball State. They stayed the night in West Lafayette. They're gonna go over to Muncie tomorrow, okay. and and I don't know what they're going to get into in Muncie and I don't to do down there and look at David Letterman's statues I think but Jim Hunsley uh, statues. <laughs> statues of the sure. times and then and then after that so then they then, <laughs> then after that game which is going to be a tough game I I think I think with all respect to what they did in Savannah and the Utah State win I think the season starts on Saturday for Valpo. Yeah, they, you're not going to beat the Purdue team, and out with ten freshmen and sophomores and right. four senior starters for Purdue. It's right. just <laughs> there was you can beat you can beat a high major team when they're down. Yeah. Valpo has three wins on the road over high major teams in the last you know in CJ in your lifetime. Uh, one of them was at Oregon State. They were awful. They were they were yeah. terrible. Yeah. Another one was at Washington in the CBIT or whatever it was called, and right. those guys were so mentally checked out. Yeah. And then the third win over a high-major team on the road was in 1993 against Notre Dame. Uh, that was forever ago. Yeah. And so it's just so hard to go on the road and beat high-major teams. Yeah. And so be winning at Purdue is going to be tough. If you drop one to Ball State, that's a problem. So the season, I think, really starts there. How does Valpo respond? Then they have finals, and they're playing Northwestern mm-hmm. during finals week. Valpo hasn't had a game during finals week in oh, years. Wow. They had to petition the university to get this game because they could drive up and back the same day. That's why they were able to do it. But you play those two games, then you go on the road out to California for two games, and this is really when we find out, is Valpo a good team? I don't even think tonight's game against Purdue answers that question. They're supposed to lose that game. Maybe not by 30,
0: but they're supposed to lose, right? I think so. I mean, again, the whole climate that was created this week with the big wins by loyola and, and ball State in environments like this may i, I think you know, maybe there was a little bit of you know fool's gold there and thinking, well if if you know, Loyola i mean we're we're probably in the range of Loyola and we're probably in the range of of uh ball State, and they're thinking well they're, and there's probably most people out there thinking, well, Notre Dame's better than Purdue and Florida's better than purdue, it, so, you know, yeah, i buy all well, of that if but it doesn't necessarily you know, one doesn't. We get the other, you know, to, you know, that doesn't make it more probable that it's going to happen.
1: Yeah, I don't know Notre Dame's roster construction, yeah. but I know Florida's really young, and yeah. the thing is, is mm-hmm. Purdue starts four seniors, and they're not very deep Purdue, right? right. They're not very deep. I mean, they, they yeah. roll with yeah. those seniors. Yeah, it's, it's about eight,
0: eight, eight, eight guys, and, but the, yeah. the starters all...
1: I mean, it, 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 there are eight guys that played double-digit yeah. minutes for Purdue. There yeah. were 11 that played double-digit minutes for Valpo tonight.
0: Yeah, yeah four guys usually play over 30, and then the next one's at least twenty five. So yeah, and you don't. Yeah, in within the context of a thirty minute game, yeah, not counting the guys that play in the last five minutes when it's where it wasn't competitive. Yeah, it's essentially I think an advantage.
2: Chucks and chucks and yeah. chucks. And yeah, I mean yeah, Florida. I, and I don't think like we we. It's a live and die offense. I like say so. we, I guess, because we both went there. But, like, <laughs> yeah. But um, we shoot a ton of threes, and if we're not making them, we can throw it into costs yeah. and harms. I don't yeah. know if like that's. I guess that's the difference between them and, like, a Florida. Because I think that kind of set up Florida to lose. Um, I don't know anything about Loyola, but if Florida's not hitting, everyone's going to Yeah, say, and, and Loyola Yeah, if Florida doesn't make shots, they're in trouble.
1: And Loyola did that without their starting backcourt, too. The two yeah. of their guards got hurt. You know, One of them got hurt during the game. The other one was out, I think, too. I I, yeah. didn't, I
0: only caught the second half of that game. Yeah, it was, was stunning. Uh, yeah. And, and again, you know, so much of it just seems these things get momentum. And that's, it's like, oh, oh God, we're next. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, so I, I mean because Austin Kansas Kansas lost against Washington and Idaho beat Washington State. I mean, it's just yeah. it's just weird. I mean it's kid, you know, kids you know, playing basketball and it seems to be you know, more so basketball than football just because of that three point line somebody Yeah. You know, but that that's the element of it. The I, I think of three point fouls, I think. They had to get in there and get hot and hit some shots and get Purdue and in foul trouble and get them in a position where they could, you know, really you know, kind of you know, almost, um, you know, back them into a corner, which, you know, again, they were never, you know, never, never able to do after the start.
1: Well, I'll say this. I think, again, to wrap up, I think Valpo can lick their wounds from this one. They don't have a lot of time to lick their wounds. The wounds won't even be healed by the time yeah. the game starts on Saturday. But Valpo's season, for all intents and purposes, starts on Saturday at Ball State, 1 o'clock. Purdue moves on to play... Uh, the Horizon League replacement for Valpo IUPY, uh, that's going to be a huge game. Uh, no, and then uh, and then Butler and then Butler will be a, a fun one. And then you wrap up with Tennessee State and Lipscomb. Yeah, and Val- uh, Purdue Purdue doesn't go on the road until January ninth. They have I guess the game against Butler is in Indy, but. Uh, there's a one, two, three, four, five more home games before yeah. they go on the road next, and it, then,
0: it was that the Big Ten schedule with playing a couple of pre-Christmas ga- games because of the 20-game schedule now really, uh, really changed the uh, the dynamic of the non-conference schedule because you had to you, you had to squeeze in and three days after you went to you played uh, Louisville, you had to go to Maryland and turn around two days later and play Northwestern, so. Yeah, that so that was tough. So yeah, they're kind of, I would say, um, you know, at, at the at the risk of not uh, alerting like, the upset gods for Sunday, that yeah, they're they're in they're in they're into a you know kind of a little more comfortable yeah. spot in their schedule here where like they
2: Chicago State Fairfield games. Yeah, they I they mean, played they their they had, up a little bit before you uh, a- they average know, they
1: average
0: their big, some of their their yeah. big tests and got some resume wins.
1: Average that, wins at home and non-conference. Uh, point differential right now for Purdue, I think it's 43 points, yeah, and yeah, so you know, that, uh, that's probably not going to slip down too much. <laughs> all right, hey uh, Jim Peters, CJ Peters, thank you guys very much for joining us on Union Street Hoops. Come and, back uh, off
0: that ledge, folks. It's yeah, okay. You know, if you see me out there, I'll be glad to. You'll be wearing uh, the uh, help, help appease your anxiety. You'll so. be wearing the black and orange stripes. I'm, uh, I'm, yeah. all, I'm all for you the rest of the year. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, I think Purdue yeah, yeah, fans yeah. have got to be big Valpo fans. Oh yeah, so oh, yeah you hope, hopefully you thank go you twenty. And, 30, 30 and one or whatever so. <laughs> go brown and gold
1: alright thank you guys very yep, much and uh, Valpo Ball State 1 o'clock on Saturday Parker and I will be back next week for another edition of Union Street Hoops take care everybody